Ronin Geek Podcast, uh, sweet episode five today. Yes, the fifth anniversary. Pretty the the fifth anniversary, basically, of Ronin yeah. Geek Podcast. By by fifth anniversary, we mean the fifth week. Yes. So this is the ongoing joke now: is that each episode is uh, is a very special anniversary uh, episode. So we got some good material lined up today. Uh, however, it's just Rob and I today. So this is Alex. Yeah, and this is Rob. Obviously. Yeah. So we're we're just uh, we're back to the dynamic duo situation, similar to episode three. Yeah, uh, had some schedule conflicts with uh, Ash and Aaron, which is fine. We're, so we're good at scheduling, though, right? Yeah, we're so good. We're yeah, we're Probably, good. Pro- I would say we're among the best. Yeah, because we've been on every episode so far. Oh no, no I'm, never mind. <laughs> so well, scheduling just for this. This is no, the only yeah. thing in my life that I schedule for. There's nothing else. Really? Yeah, this is it. I'm not sure if that's awesome or sad. <laughs> so, it might be a bit of well, both. It's the truth now. Unavoidable. So we have a quite a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, I think we can kick it off though with I'm curious, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? So what what's been what's been a part of your life in the last week since uh, we last met up? Agents of Shield season five. Caught up on that now. Uh, as well, I've been watching obviously Westworld. What else? I haven't uh, seen a single episode of Westworld yet from season, season two. two. I haven't seen a single one yet. You didn't see the first one? No. Oh, I thought you did. No. We talked about it, but yeah, no, I still haven't seen oh, it Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's great. Love the first season. Still waiting to see the second yeah, season. Yeah, um, I think this next upcoming episode, um, I'm, this isn't really a spoiler, because you, if you watch the first season, you'll, you'll know this, but uh, they're going to Shogun World. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That, that ended up being for real, huh? Yeah, yeah. The, the next episode is going to have Shogun World in it, supposedly. Yeah. The te- I was going to say technical difficulties, but no, this is just kind of par for the it's course. It's not so technical. It's not it's so technical. Not. There was, I literally just moved the little mic arm. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty exciting. You were also playing Conan, the new Conan game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's yeah. that? Uh, it's good. It's been released now. Uh, it's a lot. It's in a much better place than it was when it first released, as opposed to to its official release so like okay. the early access bugs uh, that you would expect from most games yeah were most certainly so it's beta right now it was it was beta. Oh, it was beta. yeah now it's now it's fully released okay okay so it's it's a lot better now you still run into the occasional bug but i mean that's kind of any game with that kind of magnitude that kind of scope that's... um quick description of the game i've seen a little bit of it but yeah okay it's, so... it's like rts meets something else or oh no no, no. um conan is a survival game uh based in the conan universe okay so think like uh red sonia sure. and and of course conan the barbarian the large old, man sword old, lots of muscles or the old uh arnold schwarzenegger movies right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it's exactly yeah it's, it, no it's exactly what it is yeah if you just oily arnold with an axe and that's the aesthetic to the game. Wow, actually, this sounds like the best game. It's actually one of the only games that have come out on the on the on the like regular market with full frontal nudity for both men and women. Are you serious? Yeah, what does you, that mean? you can actually adjust your dong size. <laughs> this is exactly the game we needed. Yeah, yeah, no, this is not it. the game we wanted. The game we needed. yeah, this is the game we needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which of course you can. So you can, not, you can just run around just genitals are flopping oh yeah 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 for sure crazy oh it makes for some hilarious times we are we are on the cutting edge of technology yeah in 20 full dong physics now wow yeah i'm very impressed not a lot of games can say we have full dong physics but this but one more does. should be able to i feel like at, at this point in time i think that it should just be staple right <laughs> i don't know why they're not animating that i mean well let's keep that in mind as we talk about 
the leaked <laughs> games from from Walmart today. So and, and then make our predictions about future dong physics. We're, we're gonna go into that, but I like how you like describe the game. I'm like, yeah, it's got dong physics. You're like, sweet, let's move along. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. I'm um, buying this game. Combat similar to Dark Souls. Okay. Uh, survival and building somewhat akin to Minecraft. If you played Ark Survival, it's a lot in that. That's game. the detail that interested me in particular. Was the was the world building or town building? So how does that? Uh, like, there's different roles that people fill in the town, or yeah, there's the players and then there's thralls, which are essentially just slaves. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like slavery is alive and well and sure, yeah, sure, so, yeah, yeah, which is awkward at times but oh, i'm sure it's awkward it, at times yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's good yeah i don't know i can't go go into too much detail about the game without it being totally irrelevant to everyone else it, it's one of those games that you will enjoy it if you play it with a group of friends mm. but it is me going on and on about it, it it's probably probably tough to jump in on like um, if, if you're just a single player with nobody else playing you know if you get frustrated when you die in the game mm. don't get it okay you die a lot. <laughs> you do, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, there's a potential for you to die a lot. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Conan, or uh, in Conan, uh, Ar- does Arnold make an appearance? Do they have a character who looks well, like Conan, him? Well, Conan does make an appearance, like Conan the Barbarian. Oh, he does? Appearance. Yeah, but not, not, it's not really Arnold. Oh, but you're making character who yeah. is not Conan. Right. Oh, Everyone makes their you. own character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and for the females, of course, you can adjust the breast size. Oh, of course. Yeah. This this game They went right is, out full yeah, up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full nudity. I wonder, like, what, what the what it was like it in the room in like the boardroom, the day that they were deciding all this had to be done. Like, so they have like I, a checklist of items, and on this yeah. checklist of items is like is like penis physics, breast physics, like what else? I don't know if there was actually much breast physics. They're just kind of like more static mesh. Yeah. What the? What so they they put there? more effort and energy into the male genitalia than the female. Yeah, I think we're getting hung up on the wrong details here, but yeah, for sure. Wow. But I mean, though, uh, also when you think of it, this is uh, mind blowing. I had no idea that this was in. Yeah. This yeah. Game. Yeah, and uh, actually, entertainingly enough, in my mind at least, <laughs> uh, for an MMO, uh, Conan was also an MMO for a bit. Not not this one. I remember that. Yeah. I remember when that one came out. I think it was yeah. like. Uh, Conan like or Borean Times or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was a lot. It was like two thousand nine or ten or something. It was a while. I ago. don't remember exactly, but yeah, it was a while back, and it also had full nudity in that. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah, no one was ever gracious enough to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, screw them, huh? Thank you for letting me know about this well, one. Oh, <laughs> did it have male nudity? Maybe not. It may have only been the waist up. This is the first game I've ever heard of that has this level of male nudity. That oh you're well, about. but we're not going to get well, into this. That's like a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole, that's other like a whole thing. Other yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, a game that was not made, I guess, expressly with the purpose no, of showing exactly. nudity. Yes. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. Or maybe for it sure. was made expressly with the purpose of showing nudity, but no, like yeah. the game's actually a solid game. Yeah. Well, it's good that it has that to back it up. So. Yeah. No, I think if you if you're just going for the gimmick of yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it'll, they, it'll be fun for five minutes and then... Well, yeah, you get yeah, over it. Yeah. That's really what happens. So what is that, Conan? Conan Exiles. Conan Exiles. Okay, yeah. very good, very good. All right. So the big gaming news is actually about Walmart Canada. Apparently someone at head office thought it'd be a great idea to post an E3 game reserve list. So this is a list of games they already have set up to yeah. post as soon as E3 is announcing these games. Kind of a big thing this week. But some of the titles that were on there were pretty surprising. Some yeah. of them were actually ones we predicted in our E3 episode as well. Yeah, not the one, not the one I predicted. Yeah, that was stolen from me. What was it? Oh, Armored Core. Oh, Armored Core. Yeah, Armored Core. <laughs> that whole debacle. Well, Aaron stealing that's from my software, game. right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going back to Armored Core. No, they're point. probably not. <laughs> It'd be um, nice. 
here's the list of titles starting with Final Fantasy VII: The Remake uh, for PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox. That was a bit surprising that was, to hear that it's coming up for Xbox. That's why I thought this sounded like a legit leak because I've never heard it coming for Xbox before, and then all of a sudden. They yeah, dated for Xbox. That, that's actually an interesting bit because I'm wondering if it's because they're doing it's a remake, right? It's not mm-hmm. like a remaster, full they're, remake. It's a full remake. Yeah, they're saying battle system and everything. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking that it's the idea is like okay, we're we're redoing it. Let's maybe start trying testing the waters with Xbox. Yeah. See if that's a viable platform. Yeah. Because if you look at um, the history of games, I mean, recently it's shifted a bit, but originally for Xbox, it was like shooters, very like North American games, really only. Right. And if you wanted anything with more kind of diversity in the sense of like JRPGs, stuff like that, you had to go PlayStation. Yeah. There was a few for Xbox, like there's always going to be outliers, but I mean, the bulk of gaming for, for RPGs, roguelikes, I mean like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, mm-hmm. all PlayStation games, right? Yeah, traditionally, that's PlayStation's been the system of RPGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's because so. of the early Final Fantasies. Well, Final Fantasy, so we get in. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. Well, uh, the thing is too with uh, Sony, they're based out of Japan, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're gonna get a lot more Japanese that's games. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes they're sense. just they're just gonna port them for North. Yeah, America. that genre is more of a mainstay. Certainly, Sony's evolved, and they've evolved seemingly further than how microsoft has in terms of just software they're investing in well, but... yeah no that was funny though because for a long time xbox was about to pull ahead yeah i think they did actually for yeah. a bit and then there was that whole what the drm issue and like the, yeah. and the uh the connect camera that had to be well they had the such system. titan franchises and then some of them like titanfall for instance originally came out as an xbox only yeah. title microsoft only title then titanfall 2 came out and all of a sudden it was for ps4 for and xbox one pc and PC. Well, Titanfall yeah. 1 was for PC as well. So. And I guess I understand why the, the propensity for Microsoft to want to offer it across mm-hmm. all platforms because if it, it really is their software, they're just making money. Yeah. You know, hand over fist every time it sells, no matter what it's on. I'm wondering if that's actually what may have been a little bit of a motivator for them to go cross-platform with all their games because now Microsoft's whole thing is like, if it's coming out on Xbox, it's coming out on PC. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah, and Titanfall was cross-platform. Yeah, yeah. Um, cross-platform not... play. I'm pretty sure. Was it? I Maybe think it, was. it might have been. Yeah, I don't know that for a fact. Probably not the first one. Definitely the second one. If it's any of them, I would mm. say it was the second one. I think it was the second one. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of cross-platform games, which is unfortunate. Sea of Thieves though is cross-platform. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Between console and PC. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, next one is Just Cause Four, which is kind of funny because I was just recently talking about Just Cause. Yeah, Just Cause Three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I got for like twenty five bucks, which was great. Splinter Cell is the next one up. That's actually one I predicted from the E three episode. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about this list is that we are losing some of the fanfare that's going to happen with E three because normally it's like, oh, I have no idea. I have no idea what it's going to be. Am I, am I doing one of my like... late spoiler warnings here? Am I doing one of my late spoiler? Oh yeah, uh, spoiler should. warning, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just for posterity. I mean, to be I fair, I did predict it. So you should have yeah. already thought that there was a Splinter Cell game. Oh, anyway. right. Yeah, because we have a credible source. So, but for the rest of these, if you don't want any more spoiled before E3, then you want to tune out until I'll, uh, I guess I'll tag the time. I mean, nah, anyone who's interested has seen this list at this point. True. It's been Very all true. over the place. Dragon Quest uh, Builders 2 was on the list, although we already knew about that because it's already been at Japan for about a year and it's just being localized. 
Lego yeah. Lego DC Villains is on the list. Borderlands 3. That was a bit of a surprise. I love the series. I played one and two. It, yeah, that's weird because for me, that was and was not at the same time a, a surprise. Because I was like, I wasn't sure if they were going to do a little bit of a departure from Borderlands. And uh, the delay in like, because they, they were releasing them with some consistency. I never even thought when we were doing the E3 one, though, about Gearbox. Like, it didn't even cross my mind that they're still the studio that makes games. I completely forgot about them. You know what would have uh, surprised me more? If they are making another Duke Nukem game. Because Gearbox owns the IP for Duke Nukem now, <laughs> Dude, right? I, after, honestly, Duke Nukem, what was the last Forever? One? Duke Nukem Forever. I don't Duke, think we're ever seeing no, another Duke Nukem game again. I, don't, I think that was it. No, no, I think we will. I honestly think we will see at least one more Duke Nukem game. Well, it was campy when it originally came out in like the 90s. Yes. And so they tried to use that same campiness with Duke Nukem Forever, which was like 2008 or 9. It, it was so weird, though, because playing Forever, you could tell like the different iterations of the game. Yeah. Because like, it, it got reiterated, what, seven times? Mm-hmm. So like they like completely scrapped it and like just like, okay, start from square one again. Yeah. But like they kept some of the level design and whatnot. Who did the original IP? Oh, wow. I don't remember anymore. Interesting. We'll have to look it up later. Yeah. Who, did, who was the... Because it wasn't ID. Yeah, I was going to say, was it? I don't think it was ID. ID. Was it? Because ID does Doom. I don't think they did Doom with them. It's a hell of a lot like it, though. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot like it. Um, I mean, all shooters back in the day were like that, though. We'll take it away. We'll take it away. We'll take it we'll away, like yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. Never. But yeah, we'll say we'll come back By the that. way, you'll find out the answer to that question at a later date that is never. <laughs> it's, it'll be faster if you Google it. Let's yeah, that you way. Google it. All right? We're not doing, we're not <laughs> doing this for you. It's not, okay? it's not charity. You might be driving right now. Just pull over. Pull yes. over and do it. Don't don't search Google and drive. Yeah, don't. Yeah. It, well, actually... Uh, I don't think Siri nor Google Voice Assistant will do web searches for you while you drive. No, mine does. Oh, does it? Yeah. Siri won't let me. I probably shouldn't say that. that. Oh, but I, mean, well, I, I go to like uh, music sites and podcast sites. Oh, I got you. So I I'm just you. like, Google, figure this out. Oh, like you go to SoundCloud to listen to, to the Ronin Geek, Geek official, official podcast? podcast? <laughs> yes, exactly. I heard it's on there. Is yeah, yeah that it's yeah. it's okay yeah it's blown up man it's blown up uh, <laughs> it's not see. really my jam <laughs> <laughs> oh we gotta do better we no, gotta do better no no it's good it's good rage two was on the list we'll we'll talk about that one in a, in a little bit here because that was kind of a bigger one uh, that was followed by Bethesda reveal then uh, Gears yes. of War five was on this list Forza Horizon five was on this list both of which we predicted uh, in the E three episode Assassin's Creed. There was a version of the read where I saw a, a specific title for it, and then the second version, which was like bigger, because I have the photo up online, it didn't have that specific title anymore. So uh, Dude, I couldn't tell from what era is it? it I couldn't tell know. just from looking at it. It's about time that they do a um, a modern or futuristic. Actually, I thought the word neo was like in the in the title. That oh, I saw. really? So it could be like a modern one. Or it could be a futuristic one. Oh. Could be, potentially. That'd be sweet. Metroid Prime 4 was on the release list. Metroid Prime making a comeback. Making a comeback, man. For Switch? Yep. Switch. Last year, they showed wow. only a logo, and it got people all fired up. I totally forgot that. Yeah. Well, it was, it <laughs> yeah. was such in passing. Yeah. You know, so. We'll see Samus, though, this year, potentially in... Uh, well, no, we will see Samus in Smash Brothers. 
Multiple versions yes. of Samus and Smash Brothers. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. Smash is going to be awesome. I know, man. That, for me, that's game That's of your year. thing. Like, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. Fair enough. And then finally, one last one that was unannounced that was on this Walmart list was Destiny colon Comet DLC. Yeah, so it's the DLC for uh, Destiny uh, that has to do with your colon. Yeah, yeah. so avoiding uh, your colon and or <laughs> filling your colon. So the two functions of a Comet. colon. With the air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> we took that to a weird place. It went to a weird place really quick. I don't know. I, I don't know why I picked up on you, you doing the Where's title. Asher when we need him? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, this feels like it's a time for an Asher zinger or something. Asher, where are you? I think they're they're doing work to set up the, the new studio space, right? I hope so. I think that's what they're doing. I think they're doing the, the sound frames. He was very... He, he was When he called me earlier to apologize for not being here tonight, he was very nebulous about his reasoning. There was nothing specific <laughs> He's a actually son said. of a bitch. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there, was, there was something... There was just something about other plans having been made. Yeah. And then, and then uh, gracious apologies. So, oh, yeah. I figured that he was going to be like, I made other plans, and also I don't really like you guys, so... Well, I felt hurt. And yeah. Then, and then I didn't, so... Yeah. <laughs> I got over it pretty quick, I guess. So in regards to Rage 2, recently Far Cry 5 was released. Just Cause 4 is coming up here. Borderlands 3, Assassin's Creed. And then certainly, I think we're bound to see another big announcement from Bethesda that they haven't revealed yet. Uh, at E3, probably regarding an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout game. This genre just keeps blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. The sandbox, open world, pseudo RPG Thing is, though, I think that you gotta give, give some of the more modern games a little bit of credit when it comes to that, because the whole open game thing, I think every game always wanted to be an open game, just with the technology at the time, they were restricted, so you never really got that. But like, they still tried. Some of them tried, Yeah. most of them failed, yeah. some of them did okay. Like what, we, we did not have a really good open world game till we're looking either in Japan, when did Shenmue come out, or like... You oh, for at, Dreamcast, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or far back is that... like what Grand Theft Auto Three. So two thousand, two thousand one, then. Or no, Grand Before, Theft Auto I think. Three was in two thousand. Was it two thousand? Two thousand one, maybe. So Shenmue, about, yeah, Shenmue would have been the earliest though in terms of open world ones. I don't know. Fact check it. Grand Theft Auto Three, two thousand one. Oh October wow, you nailed it. It was a long ass time ago, man. Yeah. Crazy. When did Shenmue come out? So, Shenmue... Google through it, Alex. Shenmue 3 is delayed till 2019. Yeah, yeah. In case that, anyone that, needed to know. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So, yeah, it was Dreamcast, and it came out in 1999 in Japan. It and then was... it was localized in 2001. Yes, I was right then. So, it did come out before GTA 3. Yep. But yep. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's other open world. Actually, uh, you could argue um, Mario 64. Well, no, some, someone would probably, like, if we actually were telling people to write in after listening, they'd probably be like, oh, the original Legend of Zelda was an open-world yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. I by guess. very loose definition, someone would argue that. I uh, would say Shenmue is probably... I think that, that the, yeah. I mean, you got to think of the context. Because, I mean, you, you could argue, like, Crazy Taxi yeah. had an open world. It's like, yeah, okay, Or what about, fine. like, an MMORPG? Like, um, what was a really early one? Like, Neverwinter Nights? Earth and Beyond, which was actually an EA... Was it really? Yeah. EA MMO boats, uh, space combat. Crazy. Stuff like that. Back before they really invested in I think of, it was like, actually prior to Star Wars Galaxies. I think, it, it, in my mind, it's still one of the best MMOs ever made. Yeah. 
I'm not. I'm not totally not biased. We got to do a whole MMO episode. I don't know a ton about the genre, but I think you and Aaron. I know and, way and, too much about the Ash genre. Would know. I like grew up on it. Yeah, I'll just we'll do an episode like that, and I'll just sit in the background and just look stuff up. I don't know if my commentary group. would be any good though, because I thought Warcraft, World of Warcraft, was going to tank. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was a huge fan of Warcraft three, and I was in the alpha, uh, not alpha. I was in the beta testing for. Actually, World of Warcraft. I don't disagree. I don't disagree because I saw it for the first time. Believe it or not, I was actually still living in Germany at the time, and I yeah. saw it at Gamescom in Leipzig. Yeah, and that was my first exposure to World of Warcraft, and I, I actually thought then, who the hell is gonna want to pay a monthly subscription fee to play this stupid game? Yeah, turns well, out like twelve million people all at once. Yeah, so yeah, they made their money. Yeah, they did. Oh no, for They're sure, still making their money. But I mean, like. In my defense, at the time when they uh, had that old content, it was like, it was really bad. Yeah. And I don't know if people, most people probably wouldn't remember, because I don't think a lot of people really got into it until Wrath of the Lich King. Like, that's when I think it really you're right. blew up. I think you're right, yeah. Um, but like... The, that was the second expansion? Yes. Okay. First one was Burning Legion. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah, I was, was a manager at GameStop, actually, at the time Lich yeah, King came out. Yeah. It was a massive event. Like, it was, we had just as many people show up for that as we did, like, a, you know. Yeah. Like a, I guess later on, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and the one big thing with that game is, like, it became so much more polished by that point. Mm. But prior to that, it was rife with the glitches. Like, I remember being on World of Warcraft when it first launched, mm. which, hypocritically of me, of course, I was playing it when it launched. Because all my friends Everybody were. was playing Everyone it. was yeah. playing it. That's actually the only reason I was playing is because of my friends. And I remember I would go mine a node. Okay. So, like, to get copper for, yeah. like, my blacksmithing. So, it was, like, extremely early game. And uh, what ended up happening was uh, my character would kneel to pick up the loot and lock in place. No. Yes. <laughs> like, and even so... if I moved, he would just drag along the ground no. in the kneeled position. Oh my god! Oh man, it was fantastic. That's incredible. Uh, you would have to log. And this is what people want in the classic servers. Oh god! Don't get me started on the classic servers. That's gonna be so funny. I'm actually really excited to see that actually because a lot of people have this nostalgia mm. for for the classic servers. Which if anyone who's I actually listening... will watch that on Twitch. Oh fair. I'm actually gonna. Oh watch no, it. for sure. Yeah. And I'm gonna play it. But um, the thing is, a lot of people have this nostalgia. For the classic servers, and if anyone doesn't know, if you're listening, what the classic servers are is they are uh, Blizzard is releasing World of Warcraft in its uh, original state during the classic mm-hmm. servers. Yep. I think they are doing a few things. Well, I'm sure they're going to clean up the mechanics and the things no, you're talking no, about. No, 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 they're not cleaning up. The, well, no, they're patching the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. So they're making sure it's like bu- they're getting rid of the bugs, but the mechanics are more or less staying in 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 place. The graphics wow. are staying in place. So wow. Pre- when people go back to play that, I think that there's going to be a lot of people nostalgia tripping, but I think they're going to have a rude awakening. Yep. But I mean, yep. that's fine. I mean, all the more power to people, and some people love that classic stuff. That's usually the case, is that the thing you remember so finally doesn't hold up so well. It doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. I mean, you compare the old vanilla World of Warcraft to what it is today, it's just it's just better mechanically. Yeah. Now, some people are, are, will pine after the old days of raiding, where like you needed 40 people and everyone needed to be on their game. And you would do that for years and years and years, it felt like. But, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Color me skeptical. I will call you skeptical, sir. But, you know, I will, I will be pleasantly surprised if it does well. I think it'll do I think it'll do well enough. Oh, it'll, it'll do well enough yeah. regardless. But it, it, it'll be I mean, there's five, still, what, five or six million people playing on the regular. I'm sure they'll find enough. Yeah, I think it, bound, it, it fluctuates between five and seven million, I think. Yeah. But usually when the expansion comes out, it'll peak a bit for about a month or two. And then people will... What's the new expansion called? Battle for Azeroth. Okay. Yeah, we were just watching the trailer for that. Yeah, we were, yeah. 
trailer still looks incredible, but they've always Blizzard's looked incredible. Always, yeah. um, if a trailer comes out from like Blizzard Entertainment or like Blur Studios, yeah. who did a lot of the cinematics for like uh, what, like the I think it was the second Bioshock cinematic. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so they, the one where you take over Big Daddy, you're Big yeah, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. That cinematic was done by Blur. They tend to do a lot of things. The one thing I love about their cinematics is they blend actual gameplay mechanics. Yep. In yep. with their things. What else? What was another good Blur Studios thing? Was a DC Online game? That sounds right. Uh, let me look it up here real quick. Uh, Blurs. Oh man, we're doing all of this like Google stuff. Man, we are upping the production value. Yeah, right? the production value is crazy on this episode. People can hear you typing. It's great. It's like typing sound. Or or is it sound effects that we? It's just sound effects that I've added in a post. Yeah. So, interesting, they did the Heaven and Hell sequence for South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut the film. Really? Yeah. Pretty wild. That is pretty wild. Uh, as far as... Board games. What's their game list? Where is it? Where is it? Let's it go the, to yeah, their, their official page. Shadow of Tomb Raider. Oh, very nice. But does it compare to ours? <laughs> oh, the RoninGeek.com yeah. website is... One Shameless plug. One of the best. <laughs> Game cinematics. Here we, go, we go, people. Here we go. So Deadpool. Yep. Tomb Raider. Destiny. Elder really? Scrolls. The Super Bowl trailer. Uh, that must be Elder Scrolls Online. Yes. Yeah. And Middle Earth Shadow of War. Destiny 2. Holy crap. I was surprised Destiny 2. Well, I mean, it's Titanfall Activision. 2. Okay, so Activision uses them. Uh, go down for a second. Let's see what the earlier ones were. Lawbreakers. Right, right, right. Earlier ones, we have... Uh, New Dawn from League of Legends, which was actually one of the better cinematics. Ooh, The Division, Take Back New York. That was good. Far Cry 4. Skylanders Trap Team, baby! <laughs> Assassin's Unity. Creed Unity. What else we got? Nobody cares about this. Nobody cares what we're talking we're about. We're talking about Blur Studios, Injustice. people. Injustice, that's what you were was thinking that, of. Is that it? Really? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think you were right. Guardians of Middle-Earth, which did not last long. Whoops. Oh, Oops, I, I clicked a Goldfish Crackers campaign. All right, that's good. All right, yeah. <laughs> we'll call it that. We'll call it the Goldfish. It's like right. right up there with the Emoji movie. Yeah, so in regards to the open world games, though, we're kind of talking about that. Like, one thing I was thinking about was just how they've evolved, uh, especially with, you know, Legend of Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Yeah, it's crap. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that, watching people's reactions. No, no, that's fine. It's honestly, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, but you're welcome to think it's crappy. Well, hey, if you, you like junk, you like junk. Man. That's hell yeah. No, dude. hell yeah. I'm done. No, no. In. no, the game was uh, it was good. It was a departure from the old Zelda games are, but I think that it Big was. Time. I think that it was good. Yeah, arguably, you know, they could have called it a different title. You know, but it wouldn't have sold as many copies. Yeah. So. As far as Legend of Zelda goes, I enjoyed it because it rewarded you for the act of exploration. Yeah, I thought uh, as far as um, Zelda games go, I think it's right up there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, arguably, I would I would say it could be I'd say it could be probably the best one that's you know, come out. You know what I judge a game on though, in terms of longevity. Go back and I play it months, you know, months after it comes out. Now uh, over a year after it's come out, and I still pop it in and play it from time to time. And I'll tell you, man, it still sucks me right back in. Just like I put it in for the very first time. Even though I've already seen, done everything in the game, played yeah. through the extra content, the downloadable content, which I didn't like, it still sucks me right back in Trying every single time. There's not a lot of games like that for me. There's a few yeah. um, that come to mind. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, probably mm -hmm. the top of that list. I have that on probably seven platforms. Tactics has held up well. 
Yeah, I would say Tactics has held up well. Yeah, I've bought that game way too many times. Yeah, like, actually, because like War of the Lions. Would first time out. I played it, believe it or not, I found it as an EXE file online. Really? Yeah, just straight done. Oh, <laughs> it was man. great. It was great. So. He means he bought it. Totally legally. Le- legally found it. Le- legally found it. Yes, there you go. And borrowed it. So yes. that's how it works. What else? Old games. Ring of Red. I love that game. I never played it. Yeah, never played nobody it. has. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, a few, very few people have the game. Probably get it. I think it's actually on the PSN. Yeah. I think Super, it's Super Mario World I've been playing on the SNES Classic. That's held up extremely well. It's a platformer. It's super fun. If you like challenging. A, if you like a tactical game, pick up Ring of Red and tell me how bad it is. Okay. Because like I love it, I love it. it. It's a it's like an old like tactics style game, but like the combat sequences are like on rails. It's really weird. Where you got these? I know this game. Yeah, it's like it's like a World War II mecha game. Yeah, yeah, it's mechs. I might have even owned this. It's very very old. This is a PS2 era game. Was it two? I thought it was one for some. No, no, PS2 came out uh, March twelfth, two thousand one. Yeah, I guess it was two. Yeah, I remember the cover specifically. We sold it. Yeah, I'm thinking about that, though, and recently I played Just Cause 3, and I was kind of comparing that open-world-wise to Breath of the Wild. I'm thinking it's not as much fun, because in Just Cause 3, from the get-go, you can go anywhere in the world, take back any encampment or city or whatever. You know, you you have access to so many weapons and vehicles already in the game, and you can take back the settlements before you even engage in a single story mission, which I did. I took everything. Yeah. I, I I basically took back the entire game map, uh, for the Rebels. Yes. And then it got to the point where I had to start doing story missions to progress the story. So at this point, I've unlocked no extra vehicles. I've unlocked no extra weapons. I don't even have fast travel yet. I don't even have like vehicle drop yet. I've oh, done man. all of my travel just by stealing vehicles and planes and going back and forth across the map. Yeah. And then I played the first story mission to try and get into that. And it sucked. It was so That's hilarious. bad. I I, I couldn't. Love it was. That. I skipped through. I want to say six, five or six cutscenes that I just don't give a shit about. Like, why are you showing me this garbage? Take me to the part where I just blow shit up. Hold on a second. Wait, really quick. Best game for cutscenes. Best game for cutscenes. Final Fantasy Nine. Wrong. <laughs> no, Metal Gear. So the Metal Gear series. I okay. Would say. I yeah. Would okay. Okay. Metal Gear Three, I would say, were my favorites. <sighs> three was the one where he was old. No, that was the only one that had uh, the original boss in it, who was a woman. At the end, you fight right. Her in, like the yes. Field of okay. Sorry. Yeah, that was uh, three. Was Snake Eater, right? Snake Eater. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite Metal Gear. I liked four a lot. Four was really good. Four too. had a really good story. It was line. dramatic. Um, I remember very dramatic. I also really enjoyed the last one. Not, Didn't play it. Not, I okay, really not, want to. Okay, five. Yeah, yeah. I never five got to play is it. what I'm talking about to clarify. Uh, not Metal Gear Survive. Oh, that thing that no one liked. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's what happens. They got rid of um, Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. yeah. And then they kept the franchise. And then I think it was yeah. almost like their goal to drive it into the ground and insult yeah. Kojima's legacy. I think so. I think that, I honestly believe that. Yeah. I honestly do believe that. I think that they just want to sell pachinko. They're machines. like, we're fine. We're still selling pachinko machines, man. Yeah. Plenty of pachinko. So anyone who doesn't know, Metal Gear uh, was probably one of the most cinematic, story-driven games. That's a third-person stealth shooter. Yeah. Speaking of story-driven, it's one of the only game stories, also, that I've ever cared about. Yeah. 
I honestly, as far as game stories it was, goes... It was good, though. Like, it had depth to it. Yeah. Like, it, it talked about stuff, not just in the political space, but, like, mm. in the military and... And the know. characters were compelling on their own, so yes. they drove the plot forward. The plot didn't drive forward just because of this event happens, and then this event happens, and then this event happens. Yes, It was no. the characters it, and their interactions driving it forward. Yeah, and and, and, and uh, let's not forget, it's a weird-as-fuck yeah. storyline yeah it is bizarre. very weird yeah it's a bizarre especially shit. going back in in three it takes you back in time and then you're seeing all these characters when they're young yes like you see revolver ocelot right yeah. so which is really cool and then you see uh snake <laughs> so that's why i like to a four because everyone was old <laughs> yeah and then you see you see the original snake who the later snakes are actually cloned from yes yeah so you see a lot of these characters in the early years and it's really cool actually that was that was probably one of the best parts about five because you're playing as boss Oh, are you? Yeah, you I didn't, didn't know, know that. that? When, when does it take place? Oh man, it's when he's building up the diamond dogs. Like, I had no idea. The, like all the guys who wear the uh, uh, balaclavas. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you huh. you build it up. You I, see, I, thought, I thought it was supposed to be like modern era. Oh man, you I really missed out. Oh, you gotta go back and play that. Well, to see this is it probably another up. game. It holds up. It's so probably good. another game I can get for like thirty bucks at this point. So you should. Yeah, totally. No, hundred percent. Yeah, going on the list. Oh, I'm building mother base. So much fun. Yeah, Just Cause, though, yeah, it's just interesting the dichotomy between a game like Just Cause 3, where the, the story missions are terrible, don't drive the story forward, very boring, I just want to skip them, and they're not engaging at all. Uh, yeah. And the exploration yields you nothing. And then Breath of the Wild, where exploration yields you everything. Uh, yeah, that was the weird thing, is, like, I liked 2 for Just Cause. Or was it Yahtzee called it Just Cause? <laughs> just because just why not and then three came out and i was kind of psyched about it and then the reviews poured in and it was one of those few games that i didn't pre-order three came out and the reviews were terrible on steam which is the only review i trust because yeah. it's because it's, Metacritic, it's, it's, it's not very flattering on the xbox that had like a 71 percent running the game that was very one-dimensional so yeah there's really but i mean it, it's a it's right about what it's the popcorn flick equivalent of a shooter you got it you yeah. got it. It's I'm like gonna steal a helicopter. And... I have the helicopter for a whole of thirty-five seconds before somebody blows it up, and then as I'm falling through the sky, I nab another helicopter. Yeah. Shoot for a while with that one, it blows up, and then it's just this back and forth thing where you're just grabbing vehicles, they're exploding, you're grabbing weapons, you're running out of ammo, yeah. you're doing crazy stunts. It's yeah, they, wild. The characters super fun. The characters got the um, punchy, ca- campy combat ability of Deadpool. Uh, but it plays like machete kills. Yeah, yeah. The main character Rico, he's he's yeah. like he's like a cross between like James Bond and machete. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's actually a really good example. <laughs> so anyway, hopefully in the future, because I know Bethesda probably has some more big announcements coming, uh, even in regards to like Rage Two, uh, which we watched the trailer for. It looks yeah. really cool. They they're saying in the trailer that yeah. it's completely open world. Yeah, it seems like it's going the way of Fallout, which is potentially good. Now, one thing we haven't touched on in the podcast yet is tech news. <laughs> tech news. So I, I came across uh, something interesting this week uh, in my journey. Uh, the Razer phone. And by Razer phone, I mean Razer as in the brand name of PC accessories. Yeah, Razer, Razer Gaming. Yeah. yeah, not Razer I shave with this. Right, you got it. Because a phone slash Razer would it. be weird. So this is spelled R-A-Z-E-R. Yes. And then... So Razer is mostly known for making like mid to high end, like, you know, gaming mice, you know, you can do, you know, macros on and uh, their, their keyboards, I think are also huge. Yeah. Keyboards are big. Their yeah. headphones a little bit less. So just various gaming accessories. So yeah. they are actually making a phone now and they're saying that this phone is built specifically for gaming specs wise. It doesn't look 
better than pretty much anything else on the market, though. So I don't yeah. know if it can. I think they're building it just because battle royale games are actually coming to the cell phones. Yeah, I'm now. thinking. I'm thinking what they're saying is like I don't think specs wise it's going to shine, but I I firmly believe that it's going to have a better grip to be played in, in a landscape mode. So like when you hold your phone sideways right now, it's kind of like eh. Yeah. So the the bezel around the screen on the top and bottom is actually quite thick. So it looks like there's places where you can grip, like with your thumbs, for instance. Yeah. Okay. It's not a bad looking phone. A little bit boxy. No, it could be. It could be good. Uh, so who, what, who's actually making it though? Uh, good question. This screams like LG or LG. Yeah, I was gonna say LG or something. I would argue. Um, hold on, wait. Um, I'm not looking. I'm going to assume maybe HTC. Yeah. No. Don't know. It's actually released already. It came out in November 2017. Oh, so whoops. <laughs> what I thought we could do though, and and we'll do we'll do this. So I think every time a new phone comes out that we want to talk about, we need to do like a like a phone or tech throwdown, right? Or a showdown. Yeah. What what do we call it? Um This is a brand new phenomenon. Uh Well, let's make it Ronin themed. Ronin themed? Yeah. I don't know, man. You put me so on the spot. So like, this is like this is like the crossing of katanas here. And oh, and so one man. katana being the Razer phone, the second katana being the Motorola Razer V3. So uh, and they must battle for cell phone supremacy. Right, flip versus phone. There can only be one. <laughs> there can only be one. This is this is the Highlander of Razer phone battles, basically. Oh man. So let's go down the specs here, uh, and I'm gonna get you real pumped about this. Uh, oh wait, Razer how does V3. how does this Razer spell? That's I think the where we need to start because we, we do did, yeah. yeah. So it's spelled better because it only has one vowel. Yes. Yeah, so it's spelled R-A-Z-R. R, yeah. And then V3. Version 3. Because screw vowels. Nobody likes them. Why is it version 3? I don't know, man. There's probably other ones, right? That's just what it came up with on the on the website when I searched oh. it. Um, Lame. Look, I get it. So this phone doesn't... <laughs> this phone isn't quite up to par in terms of the bandwidth. It's, it's only had 2G bandwidth or CDMA for the time. But it's uh, compact. It is compact. In fact, it's much smaller. So, in fact, the size is uh, 2.2 inches when it's closed. Yeah. So, and, and then it's a flip phone. compared We're... to the massive 5.7 inch Razer phone, it's too big. Yeah. No. Way too big, man. Yeah. What's up with all these size queens in the phone space? And it's also made of uh, dense plastic versus the Razer phone, which is aluminum body. Uh, it weighs less, so if, <laughs> like, uh, if, if you have the carpal tunnel, the the Motorola Razer V3 weighs 95 grams, or 3.35 ounces, so the Razer phone weighs double that at a massive 6.95 ounces. Probably worth mentioning that when he says the first thing, he's talking about the Motorola Razer, and then when he says, and the Razer has, which is the same name. <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go for the display. Okay. Okay, so the Razer phone, which is the newer one, actually uh, is able to display um, 16 million colors on an LCD capacita- uh, capacitive touchscreen. Too much. Nobody too much. Can, nobody can. Nobody can handle that. It's many too colors. much. Uh, only only the mantis shrimp can see that many colors. Yeah. Human, human eyes. And I'm colorblind, so I can, I really can't see. There's that no many point. Colors. Yeah. Well, have I got the phone for you? Because yeah. the Motorola Razer V3 displays only 256 thousand colors. Oh, okay. Versus 16 million. So five for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah. So, because really, if you've gone in for $700 on the Razer phone, you've paid too much. Yeah. Camera. I think most people are going to care about the camera. 
the camera. Oh man. Speak to resolution, then let's jump to camera. Well, resolution, yeah. So we're looking at on the Motorola Razor V3. Oh, I just lost it. Oh, good job. It, it is a hundred. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so it's one hundred and seventy six by two hundred and twenty pixels versus what's equal to four K resolution yeah. on the actual Razor phone. So. So look, a little, little bit more clarity on the actual Razer phone versus the Motorola Razer V3. So not very exciting there. Camera, guys, this is the big one. This is the big one because, in fact, it doesn't say here, but I know at the top it actually says, on the Motorola Razer V3, it's rocking a 1.3 megapixel camera. I would have thought it was going to be lower. I would have guessed at 0.9. I believe it's 1.3. 1.3. It, that's why it's the version 3. Maybe maybe the, maybe so? the older version was, was below that. Oh, Maybe. We're we're looking Modern at an eight, eight megapixel camera, but at four K, but a four K quality. Oh, okay, so it's, well. yeah, twenty one sixty p. Yeah, so yeah, camera looking a little bit better on that one. So look, uh, I mean, stand more... standby time on on the Razer V three two hundred eighty hours. You can charge that baby up once every couple of weeks. Yeah, that is one thing that that they have on yeah, modern phones. Yeah. But I mean, you can't play modern games. You can't. You cannot play Fortnite on the Motorola but, Razor V3. But you can throw it at somebody. I think it's got probably better ballistics. It The ballistics on this phone are through the roof. Yeah. It's not actually listed on this website, but I guarantee you could do some damage, and the phone would probably still be fine afterwards. And you also have the cool uh, flip ability, kind of like the Batarang. So, I don't know if you remember this about flip phones, but when you're very upset with someone and you hang up on them, yes. you can flip it closed very hard. Which is super satisfying. Yeah, it, it, it like you feel like you have a lot of authority over the situation. Yeah, and it's great because it can crack your screen without dropping the phone, so it's efficient. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think I'm just going to come out and say it. The Motorola Razr V3 is the superior phone here, and the Razr phone just doesn't cut it. So, in the Battle of the Razors, I would say the Razr V3 comes out on top. Yeah. Just based on the ballistics alone. Well, you got me with that one, I think. <laughs> God damn. What a pointless. This is the worst bit we've ever the done. Wor- the worst. <laughs> we'll n- we're never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> on the contrary. I feel like we're going to have to do it every time now. Oh, my God. Oh, this was great. This was great. <laughs> All right, moving on. We'll move on. We'll move we, on. we should move on. It was good, though. It was good, man. Was I remember so when good. you I remember when you pitched it to me. It was like, "Hey, man! So like, there's this Motorola Razor phone that's come, or not? Sorry, you're talking about the Razor yeah, phone the itself. The Razor phone, yeah. And then first thing I thought of was the Moto Razor, yeah, because sure, yeah, back it's in synonymous, the day. yeah. Well, everyone had. Well, some people listening to this might not know. So now the big thing is like uh, an iPhone, but back then there was no iPhones. So the big thing was the Motorola Razor. Yeah, and every cool person had a Motorola Razor. Yes, it was a huge, huge seller. I think everyone. Everyone I knew had one. Imagine at one point. an age when people actually subsidized flip phones. Uh, yeah, I think that this this was even uh, prior to what BlackBerry even wasn't. Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, this was this this was the last big uh, thing before BlackBerry. The, the best part to think about, though, uh, I think the one thing that will resonate with most people is back then, uh, like ten megabytes was like a shit ton of money yeah. to get. Yeah. 10 megabytes and everyone was like you would never use 10 megabytes on this phone because you wouldn't no because no absolutely not phones were not what they are now data is trickling out of this phone yeah 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 very very little uh nowadays i mean we're talking 10 gigabytes is like well should be enough yeah actually i do like having a lot of data though because i do drive a lot for work and i like that sometimes oh here's a podcast that i haven't downloaded that, yet that's I'm why on the road and i'm yeah. just gonna listen to it 
Yeah. Because I have that added to do it. Right. right? Yeah. Yes. So very, very convenient. We did a poll this week, so and this was oh right uh, yes the the internal poll the internal poll. Well, actually, we got we got more responses from people. I posted it on uh, oh you did yeah I posted it on diff- a few different networks. So we actually got quite a few responses in the end. So it was a DC poll. Basically, the poll asked, "What is your favorite DC film of the last ten years?" Pretty simple. So this is going all the way back to the Dark Knight would have been the first film out of that time period, yes. and then other other films on this list. Uh, actually, I'll just go off and sort of list where they. Well, where what they were the related. options? Let's over the options then. So The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, which was 2012, uh, Green Lantern, the Ryan Reynolds one, which is 2011, Man of Steel from 2013, Watchmen from 2009, The Losers from 2010, mm-hmm. so actually DC property, Jonah Hex from 2010. Wow, Jonah Hex. Yeah, Justice League from 2017, Wonder Woman from 2017, Batman v Superman from 2016, and also from 2016, Suicide Squad. Where's the Nightwing movie, man? Oh, for upcoming? There is no night. Oh, is it really? Oh, no, no. I thought maybe I missed it. Because no. I put upcoming at the end. No, I'm just being disappointed. Uh, you can still be disappointed. Yeah, No one's going to stop you. Especially yeah. me. Yeah. Especially DC. <laughs> especially Warner Brothers. I think Watchmen was what I voted for. I think... Yeah. Watchmen captured 13.64% of the vote. So, interesting thing about Watchmen. We can start with that one, I guess. But interesting thing about Watchmen was... So, here's, here's a superhero film. Uh, obviously, based on a graphic novel, which is also one of Time's... Uh, 100 best novels of all time, believe it or not. So it's very, I believe it. It's very mainstream. It's good. Uh, it is a classic. It's it's one of the, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best DC property. I've read it many, many times. I always forget that it's DC. Yeah. I haven't read the new one. So where they're actually mixing in with mainline DC characters now. So Batman. And, really? Yeah. yeah. So that's actually happening right now. But the thing was with the Watchmen film, so this was a film Zack Snyder directed, where they actually set out to make a superhero film exactly like the source material. I'm talking... Yeah, they actually did frame to frame. Frame for frame, yeah. yeah many of the scenes. For a lot of them, yeah. All the way up until the very end. However, as far as the end of the Watchmen film goes, I actually appreciated the ending. I thought it was yeah. good the way they handled it and a little bit more down to earth than... It gave a bit of a twist to it too, right? Yeah. Which is, I think anyone... like If you've already read it, you know how it's going to end in the comic. Yep. So seeing a little bit of a twist, which I actually thought was well executed. Yeah. So how it happens in the comic is Ozymandias has actually... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't read Man, the original Watchmen yeah. comic. So Ozymandias, though, is sort of the antagonist in, in, in the story. Yes. I guess pseudo-antagonist, but what he well, does is he creates this huge... Spectrum of Grey when it comes to yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, all the Watchmen. Yeah. So he creates a huge monster that attacks New York City and destroys everything. <laughs> yeah. The way that they twisted this... Cut rate Godzilla. In the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was an explosion, and how Ozymandias created the explosion was he used traces of Dr. Manhattan's energy, and Dr. Yes. Manhattan is this crazy, overpowered, godlike figure in the Watchmen yes. universe, and uh, and so everyone thinks that it's actually Dr. Manhattan who's destroyed New York City. Yes. Dr. Manhattan then, the stakes are very high for him, he ends up taking his leave and just leaving Earth altogether at the end, Yeah. but not before taking care of... Well, I mean, it was neat because the idea, I think, was the world was going to go to war, yep. potentially, yep. and they wanted to unite against a, a common co- enemy, a common enemy. Yeah. and Dr. Manhattan was a great pick for two reasons, right? Because, one, he had the power to be, mm. to merit everyone making, like, a world alliance yeah. and suing for peace, and on top of which, he didn't really care to be on Earth anymore. 
Yeah. You want to go out and make life, right? For for the purpose of the movie, this made perfect sense. Because there's not going to yeah. be a sequel to the Watchmen movie. For the purpose of the comics, it almost makes more sense that it is the creature then that he creates. Yeah. That, that everyone right. is united against. Because now Dr. Manhattan can come back yes. in this later series of comics with other DC characters now. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. For sure. So anyway, Watchmen was 2009. Uh, it has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, I didn't check the audience score, but I would think the audience score would be higher. I would certainly rate it higher than 64%. I would think so. Yeah. Some some movies that scored zero on the poll, Dark Knight Rises, which I feel like if I had asked, if I put a second question in the poll for your second favorite DC movie, that we might have gotten some hits on Dark Knight Rises. So this is the one with Bane. Came out in 2012. It was the final uh, Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, yeah. Batman film. Yeah, what was the film. second one? Second one was Dark Knight. And the first one was just what, Batman? Batman Begins. Batman Begins, right. But that was yeah, 2005. Okay. Dark Knight, arguably the best. Dark Understandably Knight. why. And then Dark Knight actually captured 59% of the vote on the poll. I'm not even surprised. Like, yeah, that, I would. I definitely wasn't surprised. I mean, that's the one thing. Is like I remember, because I worked at the theater when that was announced nice and uh everyone was like oh great here we go broke back batman because heath ledger's the joker was like everyone was like this is gonna suck which is funny because like heath ledger established himself as a great actor because of broke back yeah no for sure more faith i I guess well i mean i was also younger back then Mm. too and 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 an idiot of course but (laughs) how skeptical maybe no offense i don't know yeah, no, but I was super skeptical. I think mm. everyone was. All of a sudden, then we saw him in the, what, they showed, like, the first, what, five minutes of the film or something like that at one of the cons. Yeah. I think it was San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. And, of course, that leaked real fast. Yeah, didn't they show, um, did they show the scene where he's with the crime bosses all in the room? No, they showed uh, the heist. Oh, they showed the heist scene. Yes. Yeah, which was mind-blowing. And when, and when you saw... Heath Ledger for the first time as the Joker, it was like shocking. Yeah, um, and of course he nailed it. Absolute transformation. I it, clearly one of the best antagonist roles in a film of all time, not just a comic book movie. Yeah. On top of that, I, I would say this is probably the most important superhero film that has ever come out because not only did it make superhero films so extremely mainstream, it was the first uh, billion dollar breaker worldwide for superhero yeah. films. Uh, so of its days, this is before the whole and MCU then Iron, kicked and then off. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, and then Iron Man yeah. kicked off something much bigger. Uh, however, back then, a trilogy was the best we could hope for, and this continued the Batman Begins story beautifully. It oh, was, yeah. It was, it was, in, oh, my, thought... in my opinion, it was a perfect film. It was I... so incredibly good. That is one of the few trilogies where I could watch all three movies and I'd be totally okay with that. Yeah. Because there's so many other trilogies that have, like, one movie in the trilogy that sucks. Mm. And uh, it's usually the second one, too, right? Usually the first one's great, second one sucks, mm. expectations are lowered, and the third one comes in and hits it home. Yeah, even Dark Knight Rises, Tom Hardy is Bane. Uh, Bane is, a, I think, a difficult character to do because he is a big, strong, you know, jacked-up muscle man. However, he's also an incredible strategist. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 he's he's one of the strongest minds uh, of Batman villains. Hardy stepped up. I mean, that what a hard act to follow though as Ledger, <laughs> right? It's like he Ledger's the Joker. It's like okay, now we're gonna have you play the antagonist. It's like yeah, no, there's no way. Like, how do you follow that act? Yeah, and uh, well, you follow it with, <laughs> and now you have permission to die. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how you follow. Yeah, uh, you make Bane into a, a extreme, extreme badass. Yeah, he was. Uh, so he's supposed to be terrorist. He's supposed to be a terrorist of sorts. Supposed to come off as a terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I guess kind of like Joker too. It was a little bit of a of a deception on his part, right? Right, right. Well, because spoiler yeah. alert, 
by the end of Dark Knight Rises, it actually turns out to be Talia Al Ghul who has orchestrated this whole thing. Yeah, and well, and Bane's uh, part of the League of Shadows, yep. right? Yeah, in this iterative. Oh, yeah, okay. so he was seeking revenge on Bruce Wayne slash Batman. In, in Batman Begins, he burns down the League of Shadows. Yeah. So this is one of the few surviving members. So he's actually seeking revenge, but he's actually being manipulated by Talia al Ghul. Yes. Speaking of Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, thing came out this week. Patton Oswalt actually posted on Facebook a brilliant theory about who he thinks uh, the Joker was in The Dark Knight storyline. So you haven't heard this at all? No, I haven't. I'm so excited. This is great. Okay, so Patton Oswalt is theorizing that he's actually ex-military. That he's a war veteran who's suffering from PTSD. The Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker. Interesting. So here's, here's his own words from his Facebook post. So, Joker's referencing of a truckload of soldiers getting blown up. His ease with military hardware. His tactical ingenuity and precision planning all feel like an ex-Special Forces soldier returned stateside and dishing out payback. That's fascinating okay so so then think about this uh so what if what if he's not only ex-military but ex-military intelligence so think about this he seems to be very good to joker this this is Patton oswalt's words so joker seems to be very good at the kind of mindfuckery that sustained professional interrogation requires his boast about how i know the squealers when he sees one the way he adjusts his personality and methods depending on who he's talking to especially during the interrogation and knowing exactly the reaction he'll get Mocking Gamble's manhood, uh, invoking terror to Brian, the false Batman, teasing the policeman's sense of loyalty to his fallen fellow cops, digging into Gordon's isolation, appealing to Harvey Dent's hunger for fairness. He even conducts a reverse interrogation with Batman when he's in the box at the police station, wanting to see how far Batman will go, trying to make him break his one rule. He constantly changes his backstory and thus who he is. To Gamble and his henchmen, he's an abused child figuring uh, that they were also the products of abuse and neglect. To Rachel, he's a man mourning a tragic love, something she's also wrestling with. And the one rule, just for anyone who doesn't know, is don't kill, yeah. which is Batman's thing. Yeah, that, well, the Batman's one don't rule. kill. Even yeah. though there's totally times where you're like, hmm, I'm pretty sure that he just killed a couple people there. Yeah, I thought this was spot on, though. Uh, there's yeah. more There's more below here. No, but... it's good. And I think it's probably something that's worth uh, people looking at and reading. So he goes on to say, in the end, he ends up uh, trying to mindfuck an entire city, and the city calls his bluff, or is that what he wanted all along? Yeah, for them to unite. He plummets to his seeming death, laughing like a child, and when he's rescued by Batman, the one individual he couldn't manipulate or break, he's blissful and relieved, and visually turned on his head. Even the language he uses when saying goodbye to Batman, describing their relationship as an irresistible force meeting an immovable object, is the kind of thing an interrogator would say ruefully about a fruitless session. Yeah. I think it's spot on, man. Yeah. No, I can see it. It sounds like the best theory yet for, for Joker. And, and unfortunately, you know, Heath Ledger has passed argue. away, so so we'll never know for sure well, I mean, who he played. But I mean, Chris, I mean, Nolan would know. Nolan would know because he directed him, yeah. You would, you would assume he would But know. he didn't necessarily write the character that way. He could have written him as a terrorist. That's interesting. But it makes sense, though, hmm. based on, you know, so he's rigging up these giant explosions at that hospital, and he's rigging up these I mean, boats to explode, the fairies. So, I mean, this is a classic film, though, right? Like, that you make it antagonist that people can fill in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, it's a brilliant way to fill in the blanks here. Yeah. I thought he did a great job on that. So, Pat Oswalt, yes, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no. Spot fantastic. on. No, for sure. And then uh, we'll go from a great film 
to not so great. Uh, Green Lantern, 2011. Uh, we had zero votes on that. <laughs> what's what's wrong with that movie, man? Animated suit. Oh, uh, spot on dialogue. It's funny, uh... but it was probably supposed to be the end of Ryan Reynolds' career. Obviously, he survived because he's brilliantly funny and good looking, but... How do you mean, like, it was going to be... Oh, like, like for most actors, that's yeah, where... That's, like, the For most the actors, block. that would have been it. Yeah. I still love... Uh, I mean, him as Deadpool, of course, kills it. Oh, Deadpool, um, he has more than made up for it. Yeah. Deadpool. And no, they even reference yeah, no, Deadpool. Please don't, don't make uh, my outfit green or animated. <laughs> I love that line. When he's getting pulled away on the gurney. Oh, That's my amazing. God. That was so funny. So Green Lantern did not do well. Yeah, who was it? Brainiac was in that? Brainiac was the enemy? It was God, so long was ago. It? I think it was, I think it was I've Brainiac. I've just purged that mo- movie from my mind. That's also where he got together with uh, his now wife. What's her name? Don't know. Doesn't Andrew. matter. Don't know Andrew. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Brooke. Brainy. Stars of the B. Breland. I don't know. <laughs> Brienne of Tarth? I don't know. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, it was Brainiac that was in that. It was so bad. And then, uh, oh, you know who else was in it uh, who turned bad as well? It was Sinestro. Sinestro was in uh, the Green Lantern movie as well. He was played by Mark Strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know um, who showed up? What was it? In uh, the Flash series. Have you been watching that? No, but I've heard good things. I've yeah, heard very good watch things. it. Uh, you know who plays the trickster in that? No. Mark Hamill. Are you serious? Yeah. I had no idea. He actually played it originally, too, like back in the day. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's no, kind of no, like, no, it's, no, it's like the it. Marvel version. Uh, oh, sorry, not the Marvel version. Um, it's kind of like the, uh, the Flash's version of the Joker. Oh, okay. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah I guess he does a great job, too. I didn't realize it was him at first, actually. Who's the big gorilla guy in the Flash universe? Is he in that? He is. Um, so they got, like, full CG. Uh, what's it? Yeah, I can think of his name offhand. Oh, him. man. Yeah, it's an interesting part of the lore. Just go- though, Google DC Psychic I'm Gorilla. I'm too busy Googling Ryan Reynolds' wife. Who? Psychic Gorilla, Blake man. Lively. Okay, Psychic Gorilla. <laughs> okay. Uh, DC Psychic Gorilla. The Flash. Gorilla. Just type Gorilla. Psychic. It'll come up. Yeah, I guess there's only one Gorilla. Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd, yeah. Now we know. I feel better about this whole thing now that we know this. What, Gorilla Grodd? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who also married Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Everybody just marries Ryan Reynolds. Everybody marries Ryan Reynolds in the DC Universe. Man of Steel was 2013. Got 0% of the vote. Again, I think this is one that maybe suffered from, you know, maybe it's people's second favorite in some cases. Uh, It had audience score. On Rotten Tomatoes is 75%, but the critic score is 55%, so it's one that's kind of separated by a wide gap between audience yeah. and critics. I personally think it is a 75%. Uh. I, I greatly enjoyed it, but only because I thought the action set pieces were so well done. Well acted. Yeah. Visually stunning. I think the majority of people got in a fuss about the ending. Oh, because Superman kills somebody. Kill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was good for someone but to finally bring, break that. But they do bring Zod back as Doomsday, technically, in Batman v Superman. Because it's his it's his body, his DNA. Right. Yeah, at birth, Doomsday. Right. So did he really kill? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he still yeah, did. He, <laughs> he meant to kill. Well, he killed to save. Yeah, to save the family. Yeah. yeah. My, I, yeah. I really liked all the action set pieces in the movie, except for, believe it or not, the Zod slash 
uh, Superman battle at the end because it was so much like a Dragon Ball scene. It was just so over the top for live action. Yeah, I mean, Matrix had the same problem in the last one. But you know what I would like to see? Because here's the one thing we have a disconnect between uh, the movies and the comics. Mm. The movies are all doing this static, concurrent storyline. I think that in some cases actually hurts them. Because in the comics, you have some of these one-off comics that would make phenomenal movies. Yeah, like, you're right. So they do keep restarting series just to kind of line up but like, with the films. Why are, why are we not seeing like Superman Red Sun, where he lands in Russia? Like, that would not? be a fantastic movie. Why not? They, or, the they, one, or the one where he drops in Germany during World War II. Well, they... they yeah, so these are alternate, these are alternate, alternate DC universes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they kind of touched on bad Superman so briefly in Justice League, right? So they... they barely, I don't know so, about briefly. Well, when, it, when he came back to life, though, it was only like, oh, was sorry, like a five-minute battle. Just, oh, sorry. Justice League the movie. Yeah, Justice League the movie. For some reason, I was thinking of Injustice the game. Oh, where no, Superman no, that, yeah. is not the nice guy. No, he's definitely the bad guy in Justice. Yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, it would be cool to see the Red Sun. So this is where Superman yeah. lands in the USSR instead of Kansas. Yep. So and then uh, he becomes obviously indoctrinated into yeah. the communist way. And it also the like I said, there's also the one where he becomes the Uberman, isn't that it? Uh, where he lands in Germany, he becomes part of. He becomes, I didn't. Uh, I didn't read that one, but that sounds cool too. Yeah, he becomes like Hitler's like uh, poster boy. Wow. Yeah. So Germany presumably wins. World War II because they have a Superman. don't remember if that one ends with him still siding with Germany or if he switches sides. Oh, okay. I I have to go back and read that one. Yeah, it'd be fun to do an episode just about all the alternate storylines of Superman. Yeah, well not just Superman. There's some other really good ones. You know what I want them to do? (laughs) Oh, did you read Dark Knight Metal? No, you you get. I've got them. Yeah, yeah. So you I, gotta read Dark Knight. I, I gotta Metal. get those. Yeah, I them back yeah. To that's too. really cool. We gotta talk about that. I want to see them do the, a movie series on Marvel Zombies. Yeah, that's <laughs> well. That's a more recent series too. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Five years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't really read much of the other ones, but I heard they were good. They might be daring enough to do that in the future once they've exhausted. I think so. all current content. Yeah. So, because at some point, well, obviously they're starting already with like Black Panther and Captain Marvel, but There's... they are introducing new new characters to expand yeah. upon i still want to see moon knight that'll be good mm. i want to see nightwing as well yeah uh, i was talking about century last time too didn't even realize that century's back in a new comic series about century really so century yeah so century's character he has like a dark side of himself called i think it's called the void yeah and then he has to sort of battle the dark version of himself kind of an interesting why take haven't, on it. why haven't we seen shazam you would think that that would be like the studios would jump all over that it's a kids movie. They become a cool superhero. Yeah, they're doing a Shazam movie. Are they? I'm not yeah. surprised. Funny enough. Okay, so they're doing a Shazam movie. They were filming it in Toronto. They were filming it at Woodbine, actually. In the I mall. Everything they is... filmed a scene there, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so actually a guy I work with uh, was the one who took the pictures, the original pictures, that leaked online of the set of, oh. him, of the guy in costume as Shazam. You probably shouldn't say that on air. No, they already... They, it's already... They, they caught yeah. him the same day. So, oh, they yeah. caught him. Yeah, they caught him the same day. So here's what happens. So they catch him the same day. And then they're basically telling him, oh, so he's not just in this mall. Yes. I guess all the employees who work in this mall, when, when movies film in your mall, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Right. right? Stating that you're not going to take pictures, leak things. Oh, so he didn't actually have the NDA. He didn't actually do the non-disclosure agreement, so he couldn't be held legally responsible. He did He did take his pictures down, but by that time, they'd leaked all over the internet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they came from a guy I know, which I thought was cool. Funny. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He got a lot of mentions, which was great. If you're listening, I won't name you by name, but good job. 
Very cool thing, though. But, uh, yeah, they are doing Shazam. It's supposed to come out in uh, 2019. Okay. So we'll see if it does. I mean, I don't think that I'll personally enjoy it, but I think that, like, it, it seems like it's one of those movies that would a studio would be all about. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if they're going to do it modern day or if... Because if they do it modern day, I don't know how they can stay away from the current DCU films. I don't think that they're going to shy away from that. I think Shazam will be a part of it. Yeah. Hope so. Very powerful character. Lots of light. They're doing Manhunter too, right? Not that I, not that's dated, but why wouldn't they? That's one of their biggest properties. Yeah, too. I'd be surprised. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. So other films from our from our poll, The Losers was on there uh, from 2010. So that got 4.55% of the vote, and it's a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, I messed up. I was going to lead into this by asking you, uh, which DC movie has alum has MCU alumni Zoe Saldana, Chris Evans, and Idris Elba all in the same film, and it's The Losers. Yeah. Yeah. So I messed that up. Yeah, they're all in it, which oh, is crazy. That's funny. So Idris Elba obviously plays uh, Heimdall from Thor. Zoe yeah. Saldana is Gamora. Gamora. Yeah. yeah. And then Chris Evans obviously Captain America. So they were all in this DC movie back in 2010. I didn't even see it. Yeah, I was, did, totally was, didn't even. It was all right. You should watch it. I'm not going to give away the ending just so you can yeah. go and watch it. But they do kind of a good. There's a good twist at the end. Okay. But there's also some ridiculous things that happen at the end. Okay. So which, if you watch it, come back and tell me, and we'll know exactly what you know, I'm talking about. You know what's going to infuriate people to hear? I actually liked segments of Suicide Squad. There was there was good parts of it overall. Yeah. Kind of a rough movie, I would say. But... Yeah, they made some really poor decisions i think yeah suicide but, squad also got 4.55 percent of the vote on our poll and it's that's so this is one of them 27 percent on rotten tomatoes versus an audience score of 60 percent. i'm actually surprised it's that high in both cases <laughs> dead shot man yeah. or, or, or margot robbie is uh i think harley quinn yeah i think that was it i actually didn't mind the joker like everyone freaked out about that i didn't mind it it was an, an uber modern take on what yes Hubie is like a, a sort of a warlord I guess but he was a, a lot he was a little bit more similar to there was the Suicide Squad animated movie mm-hmm. and it felt like there was a, a couple scenes with him in it but the whole thing with the helicopter that's very reminiscent of the animated movie oh okay I'm um, right. trying to remember which the movie animated that movie was. was rated much higher on oh Rotten it was so good it was like 86 or 87 percent yeah no the Suicide yeah. Squad movie I haven't seen it I gotta watch it it's on, I think it's on Netflix nice I think yeah I gotta see it Canadian Netflix mm, maybe for listeners outside Canada Canadian Netflix leaves much to be desired yeah but they they do usually have DC animated films on there though so what happened with that by the way um for like. They had, I think, with like two hours to spare, if you watched them in sequence, uh, Battlestar Galactica on Netflix. But it was only up for like, not like... Are you serious? Yeah. Like, like the 2004 week. series? Yeah. Crazy. So Such a good series. Oh, though, right? I, I agree. One of my favorite sci-fi series of all time. I love oh, it. Yeah. I absolutely love no, it. for sure. Yeah. So, we gotta rewatch that. Oh, it's so good. I loved it. I oh, loved it. it. I loved it. Like, it's, it's very modern. Yeah, for, for when it came out. Yeah, it was um, it was a little was bit pre, ahead of its time. Pre Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. And uh, we had some character death. There were there was character deaths. Uh, there was character betrayals, for sure. Uh, well, that whole move, that whole series of injuries. There were characters who were not what they seemed to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of that actually. A lot of that. Gaius. Gaius Baltar. Yeah, great character, man. Wow, actor nailed it. Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. I've never seen him in anything else. 
Yeah, I know. He's freaking brilliant. No, I've Star. I've seen him in a few things. Like he's in shows. Like he'll play like a character for like an episode or two of a show. Yeah. For anyone who likes those kind of serial shows like uh, Game of Thrones, like Walking Dead, stuff like that. If you, you're a sci-fi fan, you have to watch Battlestar. Yeah, you have to see the 2004 Battlestar. Yeah, the old, old Battlestar is terrible. But yeah, the new Battlestar, so Battlestar is good. Yeah. A little bit campy on the graphics for the Cylons. Early on, yeah. It, it gets better. Cause it does get better. It aired 2004 to 2008, so I think by the time yeah. it was ending. In its last couple seasons, it they, it's a, a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's not that bad. It's it's kind of like you can tell that you can totally tell mm. that they're uh, CGI Im- implants. But yeah, and and you can definitely tell that the budget gets better. <laughs> you as can, it goes on. you yeah. can, yeah. yeah. But no, like it was good. I mean, the ending I think could have been better, but it, for what it was, it was not bad. Yeah, I don't know if they had to wrap it up that quickly because of the network or because they ran out of material or something. But they did wrap it up very hastily. It's it's a series that we're going to see another iteration of. I hope so. I hope so. I don't know though, man. We're not going to have Edward James Olmos. Edward James Olmos. Oh, as dude. Captain, uh, Commander Adama. Yeah, he was extremely good. Yeah. You know what I always think about when I think about that? I always think of two episodes in particular. I think of maybe it's like the second or third episode, uh, thirty-three. Where they have to yeah, ju- make a jump a, every third, 33 minutes. Technically the third episode, but the first episode, yeah. Yeah. There's two prelude episodes to the series, which are The Fall of Caprica. Right. And then 33 Minutes, I think, was actually the, the one that was actually like the first aired. Yeah, that's the first one where they're heavily involved in the yeah, war with the, the Cylons. Because I think the two preludes were done online. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, which at the time, like that was like unheard of. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, then they did that and then mm. after that they did caprica which was yeah. a series showing how the cylons were made yeah i tried watching caprica it was hard yeah. to watch very boring could um, have been better the second episode i always think of though is the is the boxing episode which i just thought was so brilliant the way it because the battlestar was great because it was it was it's a modern show but it was still old enough that they would pepper in kind of one-off episodes of yeah. side storylines that were happening yeah on the ship and so they were heavily involved in the culture of the people on the ship and uh, and they had this boxing episode where they had <laughs> characters from the show boxing one another in sort of yeah. exhibition bouts, yeah. right? And it was just so cool to see these characters who I really liked sort of thrown into these situations where they're battling each other and they all had different motivations well, for they're wanting to steam, fight and beat one right? another. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Well, I mean, that's what it is, right? Like, it's the last of the human race, yeah. right? It's like under 40,000 souls or something yeah. like that is what they say. And we get these characters who are essentially stuck on a ship mm. with one another, especially on the Battlestar, which is the only military vessel in the fleet. Yep. Anyone who doesn't know Battlestar Galactica uh, follows the Battlestar Galactica. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Uh, which is a warship, uh, which is the only, it's the last human warship. Mm-hmm. And uh, the entirety of the human race is essentially on this, well, effectively a flotilla. Yeah. Of a, a variety of ships that have kind of been pushed to their limits and they're trying to find a new planet to live on mm-hmm. because the Cylons, which are robotic species that they had made have turned on them. Yeah. And, uh, decimated and the entire the... time the Cylons are hunting them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. 33 minutes, as you said, because uh, every 33 minutes, the Cylons show up. Yeah. And they and don't know why. How are they finding us every they, time? Yeah. How many, like they were awake, I think for like what, four days straight yeah. or something yeah, like at that. The begin- so the episode cuts in and, and they're all, at the end of Dead the rope tired. already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. They're, yeah. And then, so this was about people who were already at the end of their rope. You know, what do they do to kind of get over this, this uh, adversity? Like, it's so hard to think about that too. Cause like, 
everyone else you know is effectively dead. Mm-hmm. All of the colonies, like all of the human colonies, have been decimated yeah. by nuclear fallout. Um, and the last survivors are all on the ships, and every 33 minutes, the people who destroyed the race effectively show up yeah. and try and kill you. <laughs> it was so cool. It was yeah. so cool. But, yeah, great series, though. I'd recommend that to anybody. Yeah, and the, and the one thing about Gaius, which I think was one of the best parts of the series, is when he would double answer. Because he would talk to, he would be talking to, like, his imagination. Right. Uh, which is Caprica 6. Yeah, and, uh, that's right. And then, but whenever people would ask him a question in reality, mm-hmm. he would answer both what Caprica 6 was asking him yeah. and what the people in the real it world It was really were clever writing for today. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, so the way that they wrote it, the way that they had those one-off episodes kind of peppered throughout, uh, modern television wouldn't have anything like that. Because the storylines are so succinct now, and every episode has to follow these same plot threads, that it doesn't, in modern writing, they don't leave any room for stuff like that anymore. Yeah. I can't think of any series that are currently running where there's just like the one-off episode where it's just a day in the life of these characters or an event happening that's not the main storyline. Game of Thrones has had a couple of those. Have they, though? Yeah, well, I mean, like, they followed the Hound. For that little kind of short excursion. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. They had the whole thing You're with, right. like, Brienne and, and Jamie. I mean, like, it's peppered throughout a couple episodes, but I mean, it's really just, like, an episode's worth. Right. But there's been one or two episodes, and I cannot recall for the life of me, but where they just do one-off. I mean, all, all the one-offs do, still affect the I do story. remember the one with, with the Hound, where he goes and he's sort of trying to be at peace, and then he joins that, that sort of... Yeah. I don't know if it's a religious group or something, and then they all end up getting slaughtered. What was it? The Battle at the Wall. Yeah. That was one episode dedicated to one thing. Yeah. That was cool. But that was part of the main plot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, extremely cool episode. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we, we had to do Game of Thrones sometimes, too. Ah, uh, I know. Um, Game of Thrones always bounces between characters, but there was a focus on Arya Stark when mm. she was at the uh, at the temple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So that, that was the early, faceless men. Yeah. yeah, so that was early on in her story where she's encountering the faceless men. Yeah, early on in her story, I think. It was well, like, she's already in Bravos, and then she goes yeah. to see the faceless men. Yeah, yeah. just say it. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't too early. Because <laughs> early on yeah, in the story... Yeah, it was like story, season four or something. Yeah. yeah. Jonah Hex, 2010, going back to the DC films. That got 0% of the vote. So Not surprising. who is in Jonah Hex that is also in the MCU? And Fox Marvel Universe. I don't even remember, man. So Josh Brolin. Oh, right. As Jonah Hex. So pretty crazy to think. Over at twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, it's the absolute worst of all of these. Yeah, absolute worst. Justice League twenty seventeen got zero percent of the vote. I haven't watched it yet. It's rated forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes with a seventy five percent audience score. So again, the audience likes it more than the Rotten Tomatoes critics. I gotta watch it. Uh, I can tell you, it's good. It's it's better than the critics are letting on for sure. It's just very one dimensional. So there's there's literally one it's thing that bad. happens, and it's. Bruce Wayne yeah. sort of assembling the Justice League and then fighting uh, Steppenwolf. Got it. End of film. There you go. Blame. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, Wonder Woman, 2017. Also, I haven't seen that. That's oh, you bad. haven't? No, I know. Oh, you're, I know. Now, now no, this I know. you're missing out. No, I know, I know, I know. I know. So it's got uh, 18% of our vote on our poll. So actually almost 20%. I'm surprised then, it wasn't higher. Uh, then again, though, Heath Ledger's Joker just kind of takes everyone yeah, by storm. Yeah. But it, this this film is actually ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, I've I've heard it's been one, one of the good. best reviewed superhero films ever. Uh, Gal Gadot, awesome. Batman vs Superman twenty sixteen got zero percent of our vote. 
Uh, it has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes and 63% audience score. Uh, yeah, it wasn't fantastic, but I mean, as far as... It was a good popcorn flick. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I liked that it was filmed in Detroit. Yeah, if you really want to get that rundown city look, you film in Detroit. Yeah, well, they did the whole, the actual fight, the Batman vs. Superman yeah. fight scene, uh, was on the old Grand Central Station. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. old, uh, for bus, buses, bus terminal yes. station. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually, we live in Windsor, which is in Canada, and you can actually see Detroit, uh, from Detroit. across the river. Yeah, and, and that building is right there, so it's really cool. Yeah. You can just pop out and see it whenever. Uh, but Detroit was a very good city for portraying Gotham, I feel <laughs> yeah. like. Uh, they did a lot of filming, actually. So this funny. is this is crazy. I got a story about this. So they were filming this uh, between Detroit, uh, Corktown, so just south of downtown area where, the, yep. where that building is. They were also filming it in these big movie studios up in Pontiac. They film a lot of movies up there, actually. They have big sound stages. Really? I actually didn't know that. So I was working at a Best Buy at the time. Uh, I no longer work for Best Buy, so I'll, I'll say it. But uh, it was in northern Detroit area, Bloomfield Hills area. Yeah. And the actors were staying in houses that they rented around town there, close by. Cause it's oh, a nice God. area. So Ben Affleck was there for a while with Jennifer Garner when they were still together. Okay. Uh, Henry Cavill was around. And Henry Cavill uh, would often come and shop at the Best Buy that we were at. He came in several times, oh, actually. Yeah? yeah. So he had a guy there who he always talked to. He was a really nice guy, computer guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, who he'd come and talk to about you know different things he wanted to pick up while he was staying there. We had the headsets on, so every time Henry Cavill would come in, there would always be somebody <laughs> on, on there, Superman sighting, Superman sighting, and then everybody would, oh my God, where is he, where is he, trying to get a look at him. Uh, Henry Poor Cavill guy. is a large man. He's very oh, friendly. How, it was friendly, yeah. Yeah, very friendly seeming, That's but good. yeah, he was a very large man, uh, quite larger than I thought. So. Larger than life. Yeah, larger than life, man. Yeah, I think they also filmed the scenes somewhere, but on the on the the western side of the state, on the Michigan, on the Lake Michigan side, where he's coming out of the water after the oil oh, rig explodes. Okay, yeah, 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 I think they filmed it there. <laughs> and, folks, that's it. That's all the DC films. That's it, eh? That's it. So the big winner was The Dark Knight. But what now was we, the percent? It won that was fifty nine percent of our vote. Yeah. Upcoming films uh, for twenty eighteen, we're getting Aquaman. That's December twenty first. And then in 2019, The Kitchen, which I have no idea what that is. And then uh, Shazam, and then potentially Wonder Woman 2. But I would think Wonder Woman 2 is going to be more like 2020. Yeah. That makes sense. That, would, yeah. that sounds about right. Because, so I mean, you got to think about, they'll probably shoot it before, but it'll be in post-production for mm. like a century. And then eventually there'll be another Batman, but who knows if the Affleck, the Batfleck, will be involved. I in think that. that he is too deep at this point for them to go backward. That's like trying to recast Tony Stark. Yeah. But so, Tony Stark appears to be enjoying what he's doing. I'm not entirely a, convinced Ben Affleck is still enjoying it. I like how you call him Tony Stark and then Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. It's that synonymous. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Yeah. RDJ. RDJ still seems to be enjoying playing Tony Stark. Really? I always get conflicting rumors about that. Well, no, I just mean in terms of the film and what you see on film, like he still seems completely 100% invested in the role. Yes. Whereas with Batman, Bruce Wayne, like Affleck did a good job in Justice League, but... I still got to put my foot down, man. We need to see more, we need to see more Nick Fury in, yeah? uh, in the movies. Yeah. Well, we're going to see a lot of Nick Fury in Captain Marvel. Are we? A young Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I've been reading online. Played. So people are saying people are saying that they've seen him on set and he looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they've done a really good job of it. Wow. Yeah. Like a Using lot of practical Vaseline. makeup and effects. Like lots of Vaseline. <laughs> Just dousing him. Yeah. Dousing him to, to smooth him back out. Yeah. No, that's uh. No, that's cool though. Yeah. 
That'll be interesting to a see. A lot of Nick Fury coming up here. I figured it was, they were either going to do that or they are going to do the Tarkin effect. I was hoping that they would show, for Captain Marvel, I'm hoping that they show a lot of him and like Agent Coulson, like young Agent Coulson too. Captain Marvel, the, movie, the woman? Yeah. Or... Yeah, the Brie Larson MCU yeah, yeah, film yeah. coming out here next year in March. I'm, I'm just speculating. Yeah, no, I was trying to think of uh, what she was in. I was like, oh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Brie Larson was plays. She? Yeah, she plays his ex. She does. Yeah, yeah. Because she because she also had a background in singing. Yeah. So they cast her because they did a music video of her doing uh, Metrics Black Sheep. Oh yeah, that's right. It's weird that I remember that. It's actually no, not also in Scott Pilgrim, Captain America. Chris Evans is in that. He's <laughs> yeah. one of the boyfriends. He's one of the boyfriends. Yeah, and he plays an actor. Yeah, and he, play, he plays an actor which on was, a set. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Oh, my God. A skateboarding actor at that. That's great. The more you know people, the more you know. That was such a great film. It was good. I love that I enjoyed film. it. I enjoyed it. I liked that it was, uh, they kept it in Toronto. They kept it in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. So that's all we got for you today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. Did you? It was good. It was so good. <laughs> so good. That's a wrap on episode five. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Ronin Geek Official Podcast. And this is Alex and Rob signing off. Yes. Yeah. Signing off again with the awkward end.